Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to a Skyrimatic Podcast. Welcome to the Skyrimatic Modcast. Here we compare our experiences playing our own games with a select list of mods. We hope you will follow along and enjoy the wonderful new world that a modded Skyrim makes possible. I'm your host, Victor. I'm here with Colin and Blake. Hello. Hello. It is our intent to provide an example that anyone with a PC, some experience, and above all, some patience can duplicate by following a few simple rules. One, we use Mod Organizer to curate our mods. Two, we keep a close eye on our load order using loot. Three, we read the mod author's notes and follow their instructions. And above all, we make sure we break the rules whenever we can and have fun. <laughs> so here we are. All right. So let's, let's just talk a little bit about, about uh, how each of us likes to mod and what kind of mods we like. I think we should talk about that first. So, Blake, you want to go for that? Sure. Um, as far as modding goes, I've played around with a handful of them. I started getting my mods through Steam, and then through through your advice, and just overall looking at the Nexus, it turns out there's a lot more mods available in the Nexus than there are just on Steam. Yeah, totally. And, and as far as installing them, there are a couple more steps, but it doesn't seem to be a whole lot, a whole lot more challenging. So as far as mods go, I've, I've played around with a handful, and I'm looking to kind of kind of dip into some uh, some more of the advanced stuff now, or at least some of the bigger mods. You know, I told I told Colin before the show started. I think the most I had installed at one time was anywhere from three to five, and I was worried that that was too many, and I'm gonna break the game. <laughs> and then I heard him on an episode of the Roundtable saying he had 50 plus installed for one playthrough, and I thought, well, well, all right, if it can handle that, then it could handle five, no problem. Yeah. Definitely. So, Colin, what, what's your uh, what's your take on mods? Uh, with me, with mods, as I was uh, saying on the on the round table. Hello, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> the way I like to mod my game is to mod it before I start it and get everything set up and make sure everything works um, and sort of like goes well with each other. And that's the main mods are going to be using on. My last playthrough, on my last big playthrough, the biggest mod I had was a magic overhaul mod. And that um, changed the, the values of the magic spells, what damage they would do, um, how much they cost, uh, the magical effects of certain armors and certain potions would change. So it basically overhauled the entire thing. So I had to make sure that that worked with 
all my other mods wasn't going to mess up my game halfway through after I got to level 25 or 30. Right. So I made a like a, just a, like a testing profile on Mod Organizer, and I installed all the base mods that I was going to use, and then that one, and then I played around, ran all over Skyrim, testing this and this and this, and once I found out that I was happy enough with it, then I deleted that complete profile, started up a whole new profile, <laughs> and then uploaded all my mods, and then started the game brand new. And as I was playing through, I think I've added four or five mods since I'm now level 63. Since I started, I've only added now four or five extra mods during the playthrough. Excellent. And that's how I like to mod my game. Yeah. Well, we're going to... I mean, I... I definitely agree with you. That's a that's that is an excellent way of modding. I I'm afraid I I am personally too much of a uh, liberty gibbet to <laughs> to know exactly what I want at the beginning and stick with it. Uh, so I've had a lot of experience, uh, some of it uh, or a lot of it tragic, <laughs> adding and subtracting mods. But uh, for the purposes of of this modcast, we're going to do it more like uh, Colin does. We are going to build a profile in Mod Organizer. We're going to add to it over the course of some episodes, but essentially it's going to be a profile with, with an end result in sight, a, a good selection of mods, a broad selection of various mods of the you know user interface mods and graphical mods and you know gameplay overhaul and so on and so forth. So let's just talk about Mod Organizer and why we're going to use it. I think uh, there's a lot of uh, talk about what kind of mod manager to use or whether to use one at all. I mean, it, when, you're, when you're using Steam mods, you're subscribing, you're not really using a mod manager at all, you're using Steam as your curator of the mods, and that has its limitations. It's, it's nice if you don't really want to worry about things too much, and that's fine. If that's the way you want to play, that's great. What, one of the things that Mod Organizer does that, that makes it so good is that it keeps your Skyrim game folder, uh, particularly the data folder, which is where all of the, uh, the gameplay files are, pristine. In other words, it doesn't install any mods there, which, which Nexus Mod Manager does. Mod Organizer keeps that data folder clean and creates its own virtual data folders for all of your profiles. And that's the other thing that Mod Organizer does really well, and that is to allow you to have multiple profiles and multiple characters, each with its own set of mods, which is the main reason why we're going to use it for this podcast, so that we can have this profile and we can still play our own games and still play around with other mods. Those are two of the main reasons we're using Mod Organizer. There are a few others. The way Mod Organizer works and the way it integrates with your with your mods, it gives you a graphical representation of conflicts between mods. It will tell you what mod is overwriting another, which is really handy to be able to know when you have problems. And it gives you two areas to view the mods that you have installed. It gives you an area that shows all of your mods by name and lists them in priority of, of loading and which one is able to overwrite the next. It also gives you a view of your load order, which is really important, as anybody who's used more than four or five mods knows. Load order is extremely important. 
And in Skyrim, and I, I assume in other Bethesda games, load order is a race to the bottom, and whatever mod loads last wins. So if there's a conflict, it's the last loaded mod that's going to win the conflict, and that's why, uh, and we'll talk about this later on, uh, we use things called, like, bashed patches and things like that. But well, that's for a, a, a later episode. We agreed, all of us, to, to use Mod Organizer before we started this. this uh, so, uh, again, we'll go to, you know, Blake, wh- how, what was your experience in, in installing it? Did you find it easy, uh, hard, medium, um, et cetera? What do you think? Well, wh- one of the things with uh, Steam Mods that I noticed was installing those, I would get in the game and then not know how to activate the mod that, that I had just installed or how do you how do you interface with it. Uh, through the Nexus, I noticed that on every mod, on each page for each individual mod, there's a README section. Mm-hmm. So I had downloaded uh, Mod Manager, and then I was thinking, well, I know he Victor told me to put it in the, the Skyrim directory folder, but was that was that right or not to put it in it? <laughs> so I went back to the Nexus page for the Mod Manager, you know, read through the README section, and then, uh, or the Mod Organizer, I'm sorry, and it tells you, you know, in the README where you need to install it at and as soon as i tried that it came up you know it came up fine it showed the game now one thing i did run into i wanted to ask you about was i started the game cleared the ini files and then on mod organizer it shows even though i've unsubscribed from the steam mods it's still showing that in Mod organizer that they're there or they were there is that normal i'm not sure but i would say you should look in your skyrim First of all, have you have you run the game from the Skyrim launcher since you unsubscribed from the Steam mods? That's right. the first question. Have I you unsubscribed, that? deleted the game, reinstalled it. Oh, okay, wow. And it's still showing up. They're showing, they're not checked, so they're not active, I assume, but they're still just showing up on the on the list. Um, well, that shouldn't have anything to do with your INI. Um, so, are you sure that you deleted the whole? So, so when you deleted Skyrim. Uh, you, you deleted the whole game, or did you uh, just sort of update uh, local files from Steam? Well, I went through um, the Steam library and went to you know delete local content, and then I had to re-download the game from there. Right. Okay. But it probably all right. So so probably parts of that directory are still still there. So um, there there are files in your documents. My Games folder, I think, is where it is. If you look in there, you may very well find. Well, that's where you. That's first of all, that's where you're going to find your the basic INI files that that the Steam, excuse me, that the uh, Skyrim launcher creates when it when it runs. Right. Because you have to have the, the default INI files. Um, in that folder, you, so it's. I think it's. Uh, let me see. I. Uh, it's, yep. I'm looking at it right now, and okay. even after reinstalling, it's still showing some of my old saves on here. Right. Well, that's probably why you're uh, why it's showing up in in Mod Organizer. Um, so let's just take a look. I'm going to go to mine as well. Um, I believe there is a file in there called Mod List. No, there isn't in mine. <laughs> yeah, mine either. Uh, okay. Um, the saves may have something to do with it. So if you just, you don't have to delete the saves, but if you want to move them out into another directory somewhere and, and uh, uh, get rid of those, uh, there may be still some, some settings in there. And yeah, maybe can, something's still tied to that, just showing at one time in those saves. Yeah. It may have been, those mods may have been active. Yeah. Uh, 
you will notice in Mod one of the things nice things that Mod Organizer does, uh, if you look at the Saves tab in the main Mod Organizer uh, window, there it will when you mouse over each of your saves, it's going to tell you what mods may or may not be missing from that save. It's one way of trying to recreate a game if, you, if you've had a complete disaster but you've saved your saves. <laughs> uh, and it will go in and read the save files and, and it will be able to tell you what mods were installed for that, for that particular saves. And it's, it's a pretty cool feature. I, I used it actually because I migrated when we did the... Uh, when we were doing the, the first... Uh, season or two of the roundtable, I migrated from Nexus Mod Manager to Mod Organizer mid-game with Slythe Aaron and uh, recreated everything and it, it worked great. Uh, I had no, no issues and I used that, that little feature as part of the, uh, as part of the process. All right. Uh, so, uh, so Colin, what, did you, what was your experience installing Mod Organizer? Uh, the way I installed it was I followed uh, the tutorials uh, done on YouTube uh, by Gopher, and mm -hmm. I just followed that uh, step by step. Now he done the same as you did. He, uh, as you did, he migrated his uh, character from one thing to the other. Yeah. Same as I did. I didn't do that. I deleted um, Nexus Mod Manager, the previous one, and got rid of all the the files. Uh, then done what Blake has just done. Deleted uh, my Skyrim folder. Everything. Reinstalled the game, then installed Mod Organizer inside the game folder, and then built it from there, and then restarted new games. Mm -hmm. uh, for some reason, I'm not as um, sentimental about <laughs> my PC characters as I am about my Xbox characters. <laughs> Interesting. All my Xbox characters, I still have all saves for each and every one of them, apart from one Khajiit that lasted until level four. He's the only one that's been deleted. The rest of them have all been saved. But yeah, with my PC one, I didn't. I've actually earned quite a few achievements with my most recent character ah. that I've been playing for so long. So, without while I was playing other games, I haven't reached these achievements, which are pretty basic achievements, like uh, Dark Brotherhood quests and things like that. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Cool. Um, so installing it is pretty simple. It goes into the the same folder as your Skyrim folder. When you bring it up, it instantly recognizes what it's going to, what it's in control of, mm -hmm. whether it's going to be Skyrim or it's going to be Fallout New Vegas or whatever game. You just put it in that game folder and it recognizes what it's going to do. Yep. And it has its own tutorial that you can either watch and learn from or you can skip through and just go straight into if you know what you're doing. Uh, and it's pretty detailed. All the little sections of the boxes are all highlighted of where you're supposed to look. And it'll come up with a little box that says, go here, do this, right, download this simple mod. Once you get that mod installed, then I'll tell you. And it even has a tab so you can go directly from that window straight into Nexus, the Nexus site. So it goes straight through to all the mods where you can find them. And when you have installed a mod, you can right click on it and a tab will open up and then you can go directly to that mods page on Nexus so you can do read through the readme again just in case if you've missed something. Yeah. So it's a very very extensive tool. Yeah, it's really good. It, it's 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 very very thoughtfully uh, uh designed and programmed. 
Um, and I, I would like to, you know, just say for anybody listening to this that, I mean, we, we're using Mod Organizer because for, for all the reasons that I, I already outlined, but uh, the Nexus Mod Manager is, is also an excellent tool. And uh, there's nothing wrong with using it, uh, and please do if that's what you want. Uh, if you want to follow along with our list of mods, you may ask, actually have to start a new game if you're using Nexus Mod Manager, or you can, you know, you're welcome, of course, to 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 use Mod Organizer or try the new Nexus Mod Manager, which allows profiles. That's still in beta, seems to be working fine. I have not used it, and I don't think any of us have. Any of us have uh, so. We've gotten that out of the way. I mean, Mod Organizer is a great tool, and, and we'll we'll sort of talk about all the details uh, as we go along. So let's just talk a little bit about building a building a good a good game. Um, again, because Mod Organizer keep, the, the reason that Mod Organizer keeps its the the Skyrim the actual Skyrim data folder clean is is that very reason. It's it's so that you can always go back and play a vanilla version of the game if you if you want to or or need to. You can launch. Skyrim uh, from the the Skyrim launcher, which is you know the Steam launcher. You can even launch it launch it from inside Mod Organizer. There is a Skyrim launcher selection on the drop down list of of uh, executables. If you want to run totally vanilla game, you you can run it that way without any any mods at all. And it's a good way of checking if everything's okay. You know, if something's going wrong, well, if you know it runs as vanilla, then you know something else is is uh, is is screwy. For our uh, list of mods, the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to use SKSE, um, and that's the Skyrim script extender. So, uh, Colin, you have that installed, right? Yes. Uh, Blake, have you have you messed with SKSE yet? Not yet, but I watched okay. uh, Gopher's video on it last excellent. night. Okay, excellent. Uh, it really is fundamental to just everything we're we're gonna do. All the all the scripted mods use it. Sky UI uses it. So uh, I would encourage everybody to do what Blake did, and probably Colin too, and I as well, uh, and watch Gopher's videos on all these subjects. We're not gonna. This is not a tutorial podcast, uh, so we're not gonna be giving you detailed instructions on how to do one thing or another. Uh, it's pretty much up to you guys. That's how we all learn, <laughs> and so. <laughs> That's that's the way uh, we would encourage. Because I think personally, I think you know, learning is faster that way. If we, you find we're not a, opposed to questions, though. Oh no, not at all. Absolutely not. Uh, please, you know, write and call in whatever. Oh wait, you can't call in anyway. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, the, the, the telephone number is five five five. I don't know. Victor, I don't know, Victor yeah. will give out a cell phone number at the end. Nobody worries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's OU eight one two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna be SKSE is the is the first sort of building block of this whole thing. Gopher in his tutorial uh, suggests, and I believe he does this with Nexus Mod Manager as well. I do not remember. Maybe one of you guys does. Um, he suggests that you install the uh, the the downloadable, excuse me, the DLL and so on, all the executables for SKSE into the, as it's required in the main Skyrim directory, but there is a script folder uh, that he suggests that you repackage and install as a mod in Mod Organizer. Personally, I did not do that. I would say to anyone who watches his tutorial and wants to follow his instructions to the letter, please do. Uh, there are very good reasons why you would want to uh, install it that way, involving conflicts between scripts. 
I've never had any issues that I know of related to that. So I would say go ahead and use the SKSE installer, which comes you know, as a, in the, uh, the downloadable zip file if you want to, or follow Gopher's instructions and download the, unpackage it yourself and, and install it manually. Either way, works just fine. So that's the first piece. The second piece of the puzzle for, a good, for good building blocks are all of the unofficial patches. I believe these are also available on Steam, and uh, you should download them all and use them. Uh, a little word of warning to people who are used to playing the vanilla game and using certain exploits. <laughs> the unofficial patches remove a lot of those exploits. What's the famous one, Colin? The uh, restoration something or other loop? Uh, yeah, it's um, the restoration loop is for do it when you're doing enchanting and then alchemy and then you enchant something, and then you drink a potion that fortifies restoration, and it also makes that your uh, enchanting and your alchemy gets better because it was classed under restoration or something like that. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah that that has been patched. Yeah. Be, uh, being being a, a virgin modder here, <laughs> the unofficial patches, well, I have to look for one that's for Skyrim Vanilla, for Hearthfire, Dawnguard. All the, is uh, there one for each of the DLCs? Yeah, there is, and if you go to uh, the Nexus and just sort of search for unofficial, you'll find them. Uh, when I when I use the Nexus, uh, he has a very handy little uh, tool on the right side of the of the Nexus page where you can check um, how you want your mods to when you do a search, how you want them to show up in your search uh, results, and just check most endorsed. And then when you search for unofficial, you'll get those come right to the top of your search. Right. Uh, so there's uh, if you, if you have the high res texture packs, there's a patch for that. There's one for the main Skyrim. There's one for Dawnguard, one for Hearthfire, and one for Dragonborn. Plus they um, uh, they they are the most high endorsed, so they are actually on the uh, where you go to the browse files section. They're on the very first page. Nearly oh, all yeah, of them, okay, cool. the unofficial yeah. ones, along with Frostfall and Immersive Hood. You go to where it says Browse mm. Files, and it starts off with the most endorsed straight away, and they're on the very first page, or the first two pages. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's uh, the unofficial patches. They really are important, uh, and they they do fix a lot of bad stuff, as well as taking away a few things that people kind of like. So uh, beyond those, we're going to all be playing with a mod called SkyUI, which changes the interface, I think, mostly for the better. Some people don't like the way it looks, uh, don't like it. You know, they call it a glorified Excel file. Well, whatever. It's, it's your, your choice if you, if you like it or not. I think we're going to be using SkyUI in, in our uh, mod organizer profile for this, for this podcast. Uh, I think we also are agreed that we're going to use Immersive HUD. And by the way, when all of these mods that we're talking about, I will be uh, loading links up to a Tumblr or something like that. We're going to, it's going to be available by the time this, this podcast goes, uh, is uploaded and goes, is available to everybody. Uh, we'll have a link available, and I'll put all the links for all these, these mods on, on that. So, uh, so basic interface or yeah, user interface uh, mods, Immersive HUD, which is a really great mod uh, developed by the same guy we're talking about who does the, the videos, uh, Gopher, 
essentially it allows you, the basic thing it allows you to do is get rid of the HUD so that you have a full screen of beautiful Skyrim and nothing but Skyrim. Uh, and then you can just bring it back if you want to. It also gives you the option to link widgets together, which we'll talk about later, and various other things. Can you? What other things does it do, Colin, that, that, you, that you like about iHUD? Sorry to put you on the spot. I can't remember. <laughs> because it's so good, you forget that it's there. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, it's, it just completely disappears, and then you totally forget that it's there that you just you know then you go back to like you know I'd go back to my Xbox and play and then I go oh, bloody there was it the compass is over the top you got the reticle in the middle you got the health and the magic bar keeps on coming up and yeah. so like everybody's got a giant arrow over the top of the head what the hell's going on <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but Immersive gets rid of all that and you can change it so when you're casting a magic spell when your hands are out with a magic spell in it the the little reticle, the piece in the middle of where you're pointing will come up on the screen. Mm-hmm. So if you're shooting a firebolt at somebody that's on the other side of the, the dungeon, you'll be able to hit them. If you pull out a sword and a shield, the reticle won't come up. Because you, you obviously you know you're going to hit something with a shield. You don't need the tiny little X to be on it when you're, when you're holding an axe or a, or a, or a warhammer. So that it's completely gone. Yep. Um, you can also have it where it comes up on your active effects. So if you take a potion uh, of Fortify Magicka or Fortify Conjuration, it will come up with a little demon's head on the side yeah. saying that you have um, a Conjuration, your whatever, your, your flame thrall is, is up and it's fighting, you're fine. But then suddenly if it disappears, then you then it's gone, somebody's killed it, so you better so like summon up another one. So. Yep. You can either have that up just when you're in combat, or when, or all the time. You can have like you know you can choose little different things for it. Yeah, yeah, I like the fact that it that it, it will you can choose that it'll, things will pop up in combat because that's really important and some of that information is really important to have. So I, I definitely have that. I use that you know that check mark. Um, another mod we're going to use. I don't know if you guys have have uh, or if you, Colin, I, Blake. Since you're new to it, you probably don't know it. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's my favorite. Probably it's one of my favorite little mods that that people don't use a lot, and it's called Categorized Favorites Menu. And if you watch some of the playthroughs, you'll see some people use it. Uh, Gopher used to use it in his early playthrough. I think his um, his orc playthrough, he was using it. Uh, I'm not sure if I remember why he stopped using it, but I absolutely love it. And um, it is a uh, it is exactly what it says it is. It does take over the entire screen when you when you hit the Q key, uh, you get a full screen view of all your favorites, everything. In lists and categories and alphabetized, it's it's really great. It's a little bit immersion breaking if you're into that sort of you know if you're the kind of player who likes to get into a into combat situations and really just play through them, uh, and not the kind of player who who uh, like me likes to be able to stop and take a breather you know mid swing when a Draugr lord is about to kill you, <laughs> uh, so you can drink a couple of potions or whatever or think about things you know. So, uh, but the categorized favorite menu gives you a really good chance to to sit back and say, okay, I need that potion. And I gotta, I'm going to switch my, you know, my my because uh, I use a, a six button mouse, so I can switch buttons on the fly, and I, you know, so I love it. So we're gonna we're gonna use that, and everybody, you guys can use it or not, um, but we're gonna load it into the into the playthrough, um, and it it it'll bring up a couple of interesting little tidbits about Sky UI and how Sky UI handles 
uh, extra mods, and we'll we'll get into that when we load. Those are the ones I've. Oh, I'm sorry. One more that I picked that's sort of in the infrastructure category of mods, and that's Race Menu 3.0. It is a. It's it's the it's the character creation on steroids. It's a great mod. It, it gives you all kinds of amazing little tweaks you can make, you can do with when you're creating your characters and what they look like. So we'll we'll throw that in uh, and play with it and have fun. Hopefully, have fun with just playing with it. And it's 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 in its latest release. It allows you to do some pretty cool things. But one of them is your you can now save and name your your profile, so you can carry the the race menu presets, your your character presets across profiles, uh, and apply them to new characters elsewhere. So you don't have to go through all the mess of having to you know recreate everything yet again. Um, so it's a lot of fun. What do you guys think? Does that sound like a good sort of list of basic mods to start with? Oh yeah, this is like this is the foundation, the building blocks of what we're going right. to do this this yep. season. Yep. All right, looks good to uh, me. Yeah, there's, a, there's everything on here I've never tried before, so this will be a, a good start for me. All right. In addition to the uh, infrastructure mods, again, I can't think of a better better word for them. We're gonna we're gonna use a few uh, mods that affect how the game starts. One of them is alternate start, live another life, and this mod allows you to skip the intro sequence, so you don't have to do the cart ride six billion times. Thank God. Uh, and get your head chopped off almost and all the other crap. What it does is it when the game opens, uh, you select new, uh, and the game will open in a prison cell. You will be allowed to create your character, and then you will be allowed to pick from a list of predetermined uh, locations and situations. Uh, and then you go and sleep in a bed, and when you wake up, you are where you decided you wanted to be. Uh, things like, uh, I, I was robbed and left for dead. That's one I like to use, because it's kind of cool. You, you're just basically left with nothing on the road somewhere. Uh, you can be a property owner. You can, you can come by ship to Skyrim. You can be shipwrecked on the shore, all kinds of different things like that. So it's, it's a pretty cool uh, alternate start. The other thing that Alternate Start Live Another Life does is it gives you a, an avenue to start the main quest by visiting Helgen, and I'll, I'll let the, the user and the player figure out how to do that, but essentially you, you will end up visiting Helgen, and somehow you'll figure it out. You'll trigger the main quest. Uh, so it, it doesn't take that away from, from you if you actually want to play that part of the game. I personally, I love to play the game without the dragons. It's, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, you're just, I'm just a citizen of Skyrim doing something. So, so that's the first one. The second one is the, the race menu uh, mod, which gives you a lot of, a lot of choices. Uh, and the third is a perk overhaul. I really think it's important that we use a perk overhaul if we're going to be playing a, a, a modded game, especially one that people can follow along with. There's nothing wrong with the vanilla perks. Uh, they're great. They're a lot of fun to uh, to use and to science out. I know Colin's really good at that sort of thing. I suck at it. Um, but there there are a lot of great perk overhauls. Uh, Skyree is probably the most famous. Uh, the author of Skyree has has created a new one, much more advanced and and comprehensive, called Perkus Maximus. We're not going to use either one of those. Uh, <laughs> We're going to use one called Skyrim Perk Enhancements and Rebalanced Gameplay, Spurg. I think it's excellent. It has some really creative 
new perks. Colin, I think you're gonna have a, you're you're gonna have a whole lot of fun uh, playing with it. And one of the nicest things about Spurg is that it doesn't require all the patchers. It doesn't require a lot of finagling by the user to get it to work. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying it's wrong. But uh, if you don't want to screw around with your game too much, Spurg is is the choice for you. So we're gonna use that. So there you have it. Those are the first few mods that we're going to install, and over the next week or two, uh, we're going to play with them. We're going to report back on how we feel about this, particularly Spurg. Uh, so that's that's the the end of the first half of the show. Any comments, guys? No, I'm excited to try some of this new stuff out. Yeah, same here. <clears throat> well, I'm definitely looking forward to a, a perk overhaul mod because um, I don't usually use them. Um, the last one I was did use was uh, Skyrim, um, but as I said, I didn't go. I don't think I got too far along in my playthrough with the Skyrim perk overhaul. As I said, the most recent character I had, the only the biggest one I had was a magic overhaul, so it didn't actually affect any of the perks apart from a couple of the magic ones. Which um, uh, magic overhaul did you use? Uh, that was uh, Mighty Magic. Mighty Magic. Okay. Um, I mean, I have one in mind for us uh, for this. For this playthrough as well, I think we're gonna we're gonna use Apocalypse, um, so uh, we'll uh, you'll get a chance to give that a shot too. Yeah. Um, uh, and I would say to people uh, as you're following along with this, um, we're going to build a this profile of mods, and the first couple of three episodes, we're going to be adding some fairly uh, comprehensive mods, needs mods, you know, magic mods, things like that, and I would say. Uh, and I would encourage uh, also Blake and Colin to not get too invested in a character yet because a lot of these mods really prefer to have a fresh save. So we're gonna we're gonna load them up. We're gonna get things working. We're gonna try a few things with with you know sort of as you want whatever you want to call them throwaway characters. Uh, and then once we've built up the the basic set of mods, then we can go forward and maybe you know start really playing the game. And then adding little mods to that. So just just a word of, of advice there. Right. Uh, and the other is uh, we've already talked about this. RTFM folks, go to the Nexus site, look at the mods, and read the effing manual. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I agree. You know, read everything. You know, go. It, it may be boring, but you know, what I, one of the things I do when I go to a new mod, the first thing I do is I scroll down to the bottom and look for them, because the, the good mod authors, almost all of them, will will include at least one paragraph on compatibility. Look at compatibility. Look at what mods it might conflict with, uh, and then read the installation, you know, recommendations. These guys and these men and women don't write this stuff for nothing. They, they've they tested it out, and they know how it should be installed. Follow their instructions. So there you go. So I thought we'd just talk a little bit about some of the mods that we have used and enjoyed uh, and some of the games we've played with them. I know, Blake, again, that's a little unfair to you because you haven't really done a lot of it, but you did <laughs> say you've played with a few mods. So what what did you what was your experience with it? You know, how did, what, how much, what did you do? What mods did you use? One of my favorites that I used... Uh, being, I guess, favorable to the Khajiit, uh, one of the mods I used and I'm planning on using again was uh, Inigo. Mm -hmm. And Inigo is a Khajiit follower you can get. You pick him up, he's in the Riften jail. So you have to kind of break him out of jail, but 
beyond all the voice, all the voice acting for Inigo is it, it isn't the you know the scripted voice acting from the game. It's all custom. Uh, it's all a custom voice that somebody's added in for him. I forget how many thousands of lines of of uh, you know new voices is added in for him, but it was it was a ton. Yeah, it's a big file too. It's like 180 megabytes. It's a oh, big yeah. mod. Yeah. And he, uh, he's really, just some of the, the stuff he does, though, that was just missed out on in the regular game. Like, if you're sneaking, you turn around to talk to him, he'll whisper instead of just talking out loud. <laughs> yeah, that's very nice. <laughs> nice touch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, I I think we'll definitely add Inigo in, into our into our game. Colin, you got any uh, any mods besides the magic mods? Um, one of the, um, the ones that I think should be a, a permanent fixture... And everybody's game is uh, Deadly Dragons. <laughs> okay. Uh, there, there is uh, a new mod out, and I can't remember the name of it. It's something dragons. It also adds elemental dragons. Yeah. Elemental dragons. Thank you, Victor. Yeah. Um, and that adds more dragons as well. And I was watching um, somebody test elemental dragons, and they were saying, "Oh wow, this is pretty cool. That's a great looking dragon. That's." Wow, that's so new and so original. And I kept on putting messages in the chat. Yeah, no, Deadly Dragon's done that. It's called a Draco <laughs> Lich. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is the only one that I could see that he's had any, anything new was in Elemental Dragons, there's a light dragon, like a white dragon. Oh, yeah. And it Ooh. uses light attacks. The same that you get from Oriel's bow. Mm-hmm. And it's like you get attacked. Um, he... Um, he can summon like lightning bolts, but it's the light attacks from Oriole's bow. Um, you know when you use Oriole bow and you shoot the sun with the arrow, with the sun blessed yep. arrow. Yeah. It's that effect, but the dragon cool. causes it, huh. and it's very very cool. And then there's another one called a fat dragon, which is basically exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> it's a fat dragon. <laughs> yeah, he's got a big old bulge, and he rains down giant balls of water on top of you. <laughs> but all the other ones were, you know, there were fire dragons, um, there was uh, was a frost dragons, and then there was levels upon of those. So you'd have like a frost dragon, and then you'd have an ice dragon, and then you'd have a blizzard dragon, and things like that. But it's all pretty much the same. Um, yeah. Deadly dragons um, is my f- favorite mod. Uh, basically, whenever you go up against a fight with a dragon, you're in a fight with a dragon. You're not gonna you know, go in there and sort of like, you know, three-shot a dragon and then come out and get killed by two bandits. Yeah. You know, it's just not going to happen, you know. You, you, you need that thing. It's a it's an effing dragon, for Christ's <laughs> sake, people. You know, it's like, you know, hundreds of thousands of years old. It's an immortal soul unless a dragonborn kills it. You know, it's one of the toughest creatures in mythology. So I, you have to have, like, a serious fight with it. And can I ask this is what it gives you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I was going to say, let me ask you a quick question about that mod. If you don't start the main quest, will it still load in the new dragons? Does it have that option no. to have the dragons without starting the main quest? No, but you don't have to do the main quest. You just have to initiate it. Oh, okay. Right. Exactly, yeah. You just have to so, start, what is it, the watchtower? Is that as far as you have to go, and then it'll start Yeah, I think you dragons? can just get to the watchtower, and then, or you can... Um, I'm not too sure. Well, there is, there is, uh, no, go ahead, Colin, sorry. 
No, I, I was going to ask, like, is it that the, is it the watchtower or is it just like, you know, Alduin attacks and then... Because there is an assault function. And the assault function is where um, Deadly Dragons w- itself will make dragons appear and assault you at timed intervals you know they have a randomizer so it you know within a certain number of hours so if that's taking control of it you you might not actually need to go to the western watchtower either to get attacked by dragons i may be wrong but i i thought that deadly deadly dragons included a function that will spawn the dragons without initiating the quest i'm not sure i can say this i i'm almost positive there is also a mod that will do that 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 will initiate will start dragons without having to start the uh, the you know the main uh, Skyrim quest. So either way, uh, I think you can. So there's three ways, I guess. If if indeed Deadly Dragons does have that function, you can use that, or you can get the mod that will do it for you, or you can just go to the Western Watchtower and kill Mermelnir and and then not do any more of the quest. Uh, that was that was something that interested me. You know, I would. Maybe on a playthrough, I would like to deal with the dragons, but you, you know, I'm not your I'm not your dragon board. But I just have to deal with right. them like everybody else. Yeah, yeah, I like the uh, the idea that you could that you could get dragons in the game without having to be the dragonborn at all. Um, and in fact, if you do initiate even the Western Watchtower, you have to pretend you're the dragonborn because you're going to yeah, absorb soul. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, but I yeah. So we should look into that and 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 and. Play around with that on on a separate profile uh, during the next week or two, and and uh, report on it the next time we, uh, you know, the next time, the next episode, right. uh, <laughs> um, if the world doesn't end before that. Uh, so uh, I would like to uh, my own mod for this section uh, is going to be one of my sort of sentimental favorites, and it's called One with Nature. Um, I think I'd like to add that in uh, to to our modcast playthrough or profile. Uh, One with nature is relatively simple. All it does is it gives you uh, the option to change the artificial intelligence of just about every creature in Skyrim. So you can, for instance, myself... I really hate the fact that wolves are evil, nasty, rapacious creatures, uh, and I would prefer that they didn't attack me all the time. Not because I can't kill them, because they're pretty easy to kill, but because it just it's annoying, and I like wolves, and I don't want them to attack me all the time. So, uh, with one with nature, you just send set wolves to defensive or allied or friendly, any number of different things. So, one with nature is one of my favorite uh, favorite mods. So we're gonna we're gonna play with that. Well. Will that set them for that for you and all the NPCs, or is it just you? So if no, a... in general, it's all the NPCs as well. Yeah, it, yeah, it sets the the base AI for each creature to to that. So I don't know, and actually we should mention this because I know one of the ones that we we talked about this before, and one of the mods that you, I know you, Colin, want to do, and also Blake was uh, immersive creatures. So. Uh, I should have done a little bit more homework to check. I don't know whether those two mods will conflict, and if they do, uh, I will defer to Immersive Creatures because I know both of you guys want to want to play with that mod. So um, I don't know how one with nature affects Immersive Creatures. Um, so we'll we'll figure that out, uh, and again report back on that. So uh, now, I guess so. You guys have any other uh, thoughts on? 
on upcoming uh, mods we should try, or or is that is that good uh, for now? I think that's good for now. So the the way I'm playing it out in my mind is we uh, obviously I I already have a mod organizer going. I already have uh, SKSE and the unofficial patches. I've already got those loaded in. So I just have to create a new profile and then add in. Let's see, um, Spurg and mm-hmm. uh, categorized favorites, and I think I think I already have race menu. I'll have to check it out. I'm pretty sure okay. I already have it. Um, so I just have to start off a profile with that, and then just mess around with it. So yeah, oh, sorry, it was an alternative start as well, wasn't it? Yeah, live another life, and make sure you grab uh, Race Menu 3.0 uh, if you haven't got it. If you, uh, it's really it is uh, worth an upgrade. Uh, it's a, okay. it's a yeah. Um, so and and I'll I'll uh, as soon as possible I'll come up with uh, that that list and then the next time next time I think we're going to talk about a few more mods to add a couple of needs mods perhaps and things like that but also uh, since we're going to be building up more uh, more mods in this profile we're going to talk about load order and uh, patches and things like that because uh, I know also Blake wants to use immersive armors and immersive weapons. Uh, and so that's a really great sort of intro in in uh, bashing a patch and making sure that all the weapons and armor values play nicely together. So we'll talk about that next time. So uh, until then, happy modding. Happy yeah. modding. <laughs>
So if you don't, please do watch those videos. This isn't a tutorial podcast. So there you have it. Just uh, make sure that you get the uncapper and that you install it before Spurg and uh, go and have fun. Please, that's the main thing here. Have fun or else. And finally, please visit our Tumblr page at modcast.tumblr.com where we'll be posting updates and links and comments and such like. So I hope you enjoy that, and uh, we'll see you again. Thanks for listening to this episode from Skyrimatic Podcast. If you have a moment, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. You can contact any of the shows at skyrimaticpodcast at gmail.com or for roundtable inquiries, skyrimroundtable at gmail.com. You can find our video content on the Skyrimatic channel on YouTube, including 10 Minutes in Skyrim. Also, check out the links for Colin and Victor's channels in the show notes. The Modcast can be found on Tumblr at modcast.tumblr.com. You can find my other podcast, The Chatterbox, at chatterboxpodcast.com. Special thanks to Dan Bull for the use of his music in the roundtable opening and closing. You can check out his music on iTunes or YouTube. Just search Dan Bull. And thank you to Claire Lafar for the show artwork. You can check out her Etsy store at etsy.com slash mayafireprints, M-A-I-A-F-I-R-E-P-R-I-N-T-S. And finally, a big thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, Elder Scrolls Wiki, and Imperial Library for their incredible resources. Until next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.